Hello, everyone. I'm Kathleen Haddad, and you're listening to Health Affairs This Week, a podcast presented by Health Affairs Editors, where we look at pressing issues in health policy. Today, we'll talk about promoting health equity in health policy and publishing. With me is Health Affairs Director of Health Equity, Vabrin Watts. Hi, Vabe. Hi, Kathleen. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Babe, Health Affairs is doing a lot under your leadership to promote health equity in our field. It's a broad mission, and I'm wondering if you could break it down for us and describe what the Health Affairs Equity Project is all about. Yeah, so this was something that started back um, and actually at the beginning of 2020, um, we received funding to really advance health equity in in scholarly publishing. The goal of this project is is sort of twofold to um, increase health equity content that is published in health affairs, as well as to increase health equity content that is published by those um, researchers who identify as either African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American, and and, um, as well as American Indian and Alaskan Native. We officially launched the Equity Project in January of 2021, really outlining um, the principles of the Equity Project, which is equitable participation. That is um, making sure that, you know, we have uh, participation by uh, various researchers. That is new voices, really like doing outreach to um, people who we um, normally do not do outreach to. And then we even have an introspection um, part, and that is really to expose health affairs staff to um, various aspects of like implicit bias, uh, microaggressions, as well as to expose them to researchers of color and how they contribute to health affairs. Now, I will say that initially we did receive funding for advancing racial equity within health affairs. But Kathleen, as you know, as I always say, once you start advancing one aspect of equity, (laughs) you start advancing other aspects of equity. We've been doing surveys. Then you start realizing there are other disparities that you not you not only see disparities as it relates to race, but we also see disparities as it relates to people who 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 publish based on um, gender. With that, just really starting off with racial um, equity, it has allowed us to see different disparities as it relates to gender as well as geographic. And then we're getting more into the disability aspect and eventually um, LGBTQ populations. Mm -hmm. Babe, let me ask you um, a question. Um, In terms of the uh, way that um, marginalized groups uh, experience healthcare, I wonder if you can talk about that particular problem I know that you uh, are interested in a development uh, with Walmart expanding its um, health uh, stores, I'll call them, to um, uh, additional locations. And I think you had talked one time about how that affects marginalized populations. In other words, will they have access? I wonder if you can tell us a little about this. Yeah. So um, as you said, um, um, Walmart, I think of this past Tuesday that they did um, expand like their their um, health centers, basically creating another facility, um, you know, for people to monitor their, their health care or to receive their health care based off of um, the description of it. You know, it 
it seems like Walmart is trying to address the five A's. However, one of the things that I did realize that they did not mention, you know, the accessibility, you know, will these stores be located in the place where they are, you know, able to reach um, certain um, populations and then even acceptability, uh, you know, will they offer services that are respectful and that are affirming to different cultures and communities? Because we do know that um, different cultures and communities face different barriers. Um, there was an example we had in a health affairs publication within the past year, you know, um, just, just talking about how we track data. And um, this paper um, from health affairs actually dealt with um, COVID-19 data. And, and we, we all know COVID-19 exposed many disparities, but it also exposed how we track data, particularly as it relates to uh, gender. As we know, the majority of our states um, actually track gender, you know, in a binary way, being male or female. You know, it does not account for, you know, people who identify as transgender, male or female or gender non-binary. And this information is important because it really points out disparities in different ailments that actually impact a certain population. I edited that article, um, that paper. It was a forefront um, article, actually, about a year ago by Harvard researchers. And um, I'm glad you're calling attention to it because they've made a very good point about uh, what happens if you ask only a gender in public health data, whether uh, using the gender or sex assigned at birth, when we know gender is a different uh, entity. So what happens is these groups tend to be, are marginalized. They have, um, some have worth health status. And it uh, is important to be able to get that information by gender identity because we need to understand how the gender, let's say variable, if we're talking data, interacts with all the other social risk factors that um, lead to health disparities. And that's necessary um, to un understand how the LGBTQ population by race, by um, where they live, um, housing and food insecurity, how, how where these people are, how this works, that they're experiencing health disparities and what to do to um, what public health interventions to use to solve this problem. Yes, yes. And, you know, and this goes back to, you know, we just did an, an, an issue on uh, racism and health. And, and, and it sort of goes back to, you know, a lot of these, this training that, you know, that comes from, you know, healthcare professionals needs to start at the educational level. You know, what, you know, what is being taught um, about, you know, being affirming to certain populations, be it, you know, transgender, be it race, be it um, women, you know, things along those lines. And um, that's something that, you know, is being exposed now. It was just because it's being exposed now doesn't mean that it was always there. But, you know, it will take a while for us to really, you know, figure those things um, out. Well, it's important to do. And another marginalized population um, is the disability community. And um, we have an issue upcoming in October looking at those issues. I wonder if, babe, you can talk a little bit about what kinds of um, COVID-19 disparities occurred among marginalized populations. We've covered that a lot in the journal. We do know that, you know, this did bring about the awareness of the digital divide among historically marginalized populations, which are usually your um, African-American population, Asian population, Hispanic population, your American Indian, Alaskan Native um, population, um, you know, in order to receive health care or to receive health care where they thought it was safe during that uh, period, it brought about that, you know, some people were not able to, you know, visit their um, health care 
you know, provider via video conference, um, things along um, those lines. Also, you know, the COVID-19 did bring about um, actually disparities as it relates to workforce, you know, that um, certain populations were able to, you know, actually sort of protect themselves from the outside world by teleworking. Some populations who have been historically marginalized were not and really had to go into and be customer facing, really exposing them to the virus and increasing their risk um, of the virus. COVID-19 just really just exposed a lot of things that we really have to work on as it relates to healthcare in this country. Yeah, you know, the um, Harvard Gender Sci Lab who published the Forefront article we were talking about was also stressing the importance uh, of getting interactional data for intersectional analysis of how the pandemic, I'm quoting now, has disproportionately harmed trans and gender expansive black, indigenous, and people of color. I think uh, one other element here that that contributes to health disparities is the health workforce. I wonder if you can talk a little bit about another issue or aspect of workforce that people of color in the healthcare workforce, I think you mentioned to me that they give better care when there's concordance. And um, is that true? And can you talk about that? Not more so uh, better care. That was a paper that was written a couple of years ago. And um, it was talking about uh, racial and um, racial concordance among patient, patient and physicians. And so the, the paper, um, it's it called the Oakland Study. And so um, that Oakland study actually took um, only African-American male patients. And so they sent them a flyer with a picture of a male physician who was either uh, black, white, or another race. And so what they found out is that over half of the um, black male patients who they were targeting actually responded to the flyer because they did see the black male physician face. And of those who did, you know, go into the um, into the office, which was actually only for a flu shot, um, they um, actually were um, open to a follow up visit where they actually did um, metabolic testing because, you know, of that patient physician uh, concordance. And so once um, they uh, did the analysis of that, they realized that it, you know, you can cut down cardio metabolic risk in African American males by like twenty one percent among that. But it, it was just a, it was just a really, really um, great uh, research that showed the importance of uh, of racial concordance among um, patients and um, and their physicians, and which also leads to lends itself to the importance of really making sure that the workforce is diverse. Uh, Vabe, that really uh, is enheartening. And um, <clears throat> I know that um, you have a lot more work and goals to achieve here at Health Affairs, and um, it's exciting. Thank you. And Thank you. I want to, um, I think this is a good place to wrap up. Uh, you were listening to Health Affairs this week. Uh, thank you for joining and take care.